Welcome to Pastor Matters, the podcast of the Center for Preaching and Pastoral Leadership at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. We hope this conversation will both equip and encourage you to lead healthy churches that make disciples for the glory of God. I'm Brandon Ward. And I'm Roger Locke. Thanks for listening to another installment of Pastor Matters. Uh, brother, can you believe we are now 13 episodes into this podcast? Oh, boy. Uh, it's, it's crazy how fast time passes by. And it's actually fitting that I, that I say that because today we're actually going to be talking about time. We're going to be talking about pastors and, and time management. Uh, this topic uh, was brought to us actually uh, by a friend of mine. Uh, during one of our recent giveaways, we gave the opportunity for listeners to provide topics they wanted us to speak into on our podcast. And Dalton Smith, a, a brother of mine from, from Mississippi, listed time management as uh, a topic that he was interested in us talking about. Uh, and Dalton wasn't the only listener uh, to ask for this topic. We actually had numerous submissions specifically asking for uh, how to do time management well. Uh, so, brother, my first question is, is why do pastors and church leaders struggle so much in this area of time management? And hmm. and why is it so important to steward this area of our lives well? Because that's essentially what we're doing. We're stewarding hmm. it. Yeah, well, uh, for starters, uh, one of the reasons that, uh, at least in our culture, uh, that pastors and churches, uh, church uh, folks uh, struggle with, with time management is because we're American. Yeah. Uh, I think that it is it is not just a church problem as it is a cultural problem. Uh, we 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 we're a people of excess, if you will, and so if we work, we have a tendency to work in excess. Mm-hmm. If we uh, rest, we have a tendency to rest in excess. We we've got these these extremes, if you will. And, uh, and I think that we as a culture tend to be a bit of an extreme people. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, so it's a struggle that we have uh, to find uh, not just balance, but, but really to find uh, healthy rhythms uh, for life and uh, uh, healthy rhythms for, uh, for how we handle the time that we have. Um, you, you used a word that I actually appreciate, and that word is steward. Mm. Uh, one of the things that I think is in the way of us using our time well is that we don't recognize our time as a stewardship. Yeah. Uh, it's something that has been entrusted to us by God. Uh, the creator of uh, the heavens and the earth is the creator of time and space and all of these things. He being eternal, he doesn't uh, need uh, days and weeks and, and months and years or anything like that. He existed long before there was a such thing as a day. Yeah. Uh, try wrapping your mind around that. Uh, but he created time. Time belongs to him. Uh, uh, we, we sing a lot about how God holds the future and so on. Or even as he himself said, I am the one who was and is and is to come. He is the God uh, that exists outside of time and yet uses it and, and, and created it for his own purposes. And he gives this to us. Uh, to each one of us uh, to use well. And I think that really in terms of a starting point, that's where we got to start. That time is created by God. Uh, He has entrusted it to us, and therefore we ought to use it in a way that will glorify him. That's helpful. Um, 
you know, time management is something that, that I, I struggled a lot with in the past and, and at times I still struggle with today, uh, especially when I was working on my undergrad degree. Uh, I had just started my, my undergrad, my bachelor's at, at Mississippi State and was relatively newly married. Uh, my wife and I were expecting our first child. I was also working. Uh, and it was very challenging being able to give everything the proper amount of attention mm-hmm. On top of all those responsibilities, I was serving as uh, the youth pastor at my church mm-hmm. uh, and serving as a BSU leader at my school. Uh, and this was the first time in my life where I actually had to come up with a plan mm. uh, on how to do these things and do them well. And I think a lot of pastors can relate. Yeah. Uh, maybe before they got to seminary or, or accepted their, their first pastorate, they were able to juggle multiple responsibilities. Uh, but then it started to become too much. Mm-hmm. Um uh, you, you have sermon preparation each week, you have visitations, you have weddings and funerals and family time and church events, and, and the list goes on and on. And, and you quickly either get burnt out mm-hmm. or things don't get done. So it's important that pastors create some sort of system uh, to help you manage doing these things well. You know, I talk to my college advisees about this each time we meet. Uh, if you're going to pastor or, or be good at something, whatever it is you do, uh, you have to figure out an effective plan on how to manage your time well. You know, I give the analogy that you have multiple potted plants and you only have so much water. So how can you give the necessary amount of water to each plant in order for them to stay alive and bearing fruit? Hmm. My next question, how how do we manage our time practically? So we, we see that, that it's something we should be doing. It's It's a stewardship issue. How do we do this well? Practically, uh, what are some resources that, that you might use or, or that you would uh, recommend to pastors? Yeah, well, for starters, uh, I have a calendar, and that calendar uh, guides me <laughs> on a regular basis. I, I, I tell uh, my wife this all the time that if it's not on the calendar, it doesn't exist. Um, <laughs> uh, and and I, I, I say that facetiously, but, but a bit seriously as well. Uh, if it's not on the calendar, uh, it, it's, it's not a priority for me. Uh, the way that I make things a priority is by giving it the time uh, that I think you know it, it needs, uh, and that time is kind of mapped out on my calendar. Uh, so if I have meetings, there's a certain time where I have my meetings. Um, if I have time in my office, there are certain times where I'm in my office. Uh, if I'm working on uh, my writing or if I'm working on sermon prep or something like that, there's a time that I set to do that. There are a couple of reasons for that. One, I, just like every other human, have 24 hours to my day. Yeah. Several of those hours, I'm asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that that already limits uh, uh, the time. We're already subtracting here from, from the 24. Uh, but also, I, I've got uh, relationships. I have relationships with, obviously, my wife and my children. Um, I have relationships with uh, with folks at my church, with folks here at Southeastern. Um, I've got uh, obviously you, Brandon, here in the office. You know, uh, uh, at the the pastor center. Um, you know, there are students. You know, there there are all of these people that I meet on a regular basis. Uh, other pastors uh, here in the area that I uh, can talk to or email or, or or do a Zoom meeting or something like that. Um, 
I still only have 24 hours and we've already, you know, knocked off a few of those hours for sleep. Yeah. So how do I make sure that I, uh, that I give ample time to, uh, all of the people that I, that I meet, I want to keep up with them. I want to, you know, uh, I have of course a responsibility to Annie and the kids and my students and so on. Um, uh, so yeah, how do I do that? Well, the calendar is a way that I can organize that for myself and I'll have different alarms that will pop up to say, Hey, remember you got to do this. Remember you got to go here. You know, those things are helpful. Now, in terms of what makes it to my calendar, (laughs) that's where it gets interesting because, uh, I, I have personally, uh, three questions that I ask. Uh, three, they've helped me when it comes to uh, deciding if, if if a ministry is something that I should take on uh, or not. Um, it even deals with uh, different opportunities. Like if someone asks me if I am able to preach or if I'm able to do a conference or, or uh, things like that. And here are the three questions. The three questions are, uh, is it me or is it, is it us? Mm-hmm. Uh, is it here? Uh, and is it now? Mm, that's good. All right. So the first one, uh, is it is it me or is it us? Uh, as I think through my my own self, as I think through my family, uh, is this worth the uh, uh, the necessary sacrifices that I need to make in order to do this? Uh, for instance, if uh, if somebody asks me uh, to come and, and, and speak, you know, uh, as actually just a, a moment ago, someone had asked uh, for me to come and preach. Uh, but we had a, a family vacation uh, scheduled. Uh, well, is it is it us? You know, am I the person for that position? Well, you know, I already gave my word that we were going to go on vacation and, and all of that. So in that situation, I had to say, well, no, I'm sorry, I can't do that. And I feel like you've done this really well. I've actually seen this happen where, you know, uh, uh, an office on campus will ask you to do something or a church will contact you. And, and usually your first response is, well, let me let me check with Annie, mm-hmm. let me check mm-hmm. with my wife to yeah. make sure I can do this. Yeah, yeah. Um, granted, we've been married for almost 16 years, and that's taken some time uh, to, to <laughs> drill that into this uh, thick skull of mine. But, uh, but, but yeah, you know, I, I, I've got to think about her. I've got to think about the children. I've got to, you know, think about the different responsibilities that I have. I think that's part of what Paul was talking about in 1 Corinthians 7 uh, when he said, if you're single— the answer can be yes, a thousand times yes, you know, yeah. but if you are married, you've got to think about your spouse and, yeah. and you've got to, you know, think about the, uh, the different worldly responsibilities that you have, you know, as you're, uh, as you're, as you're tending to your family, uh, that the Lord has given to you. Uh, so yeah, is it me? That's the first one. The second one, is it, is it there? You know, uh, if I may be the right person or I may be able to do that particular task. But is that the right place for me? Is that the right fit? You know, um, uh, you know, is it is it you know the uh, the right ministry, the right community? Is it the right opportunity? You know, uh, uh, you know those types of things. I got to process uh, all of that, and then is it now? Um, it may I may be able to do it. Uh, you know, they may be wonderful people or wonderful uh, opportunity, uh, but. But now's just not the time for me to do that. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and so if that's not the right time, then I'm going to say no to it. So what it does is it frees me then to say, if I can't say yes to these three things, then it doesn't, uh, then I can't say yes to this and it's not going to make it to my calendar. 
um, if I am able to say yes to these three things, then then sure, I'll be able to uh, uh, to bring it in. But it gives me the opportunity to really stop and think and seek wise counsel and uh, and so on before I, I overload my calendar. Yeah, I think uh, you know calendars and, and and resources like that are great. But some of the best resources we have are the people around us. Absolutely, because they know us. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, your calendar doesn't know what's too much or too little. Your calendar's like keep plugging. Like mm-hmm. that's what my purpose is. But you know, having wise people around you saying, "Brother, this is too much. You might want to take a take a break from this, or or maybe you should or shouldn't do that." I think having that around you is 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 very valuable. And feel feel free uh, also, um, and I'm speaking to our our pastors here, uh, some of the wisest counsel that you have is right there next to you. Yeah. It's your bride. Yep. Uh, Ask her. You know, hey, is this is this all right? You know, do you think do you think I should do this? Do you do you think I shouldn't do this? Uh, Nobody knows how tired you are (laughs) like your wife. Uh, I, I've learned from a uh, a mentor of mine. Uh, this is some time ago. Uh, he said, "Whenever you uh, you want time with your wife, you want time with your family, he said, put it on your calendar. And if somebody asks, you know, if if you can do something at that particular time, say, well, no, unfortunately, I can't. Uh, I I actually have a meeting uh, at that time that I need to get to. Uh, he said, they don't need to know that it's your wife." They don't need to know that it's with the kids or, or anything like that. Uh, the, and in fact, even if they did know that, if you were to tell them that, for some people, that may be a problem. Yeah. You know, they may uh, start uh, getting upset at you because you, uh, you care more about your family than you do the church or, or whatever they're going to say to make you feel really bad. But, uh, but if you just say, hey, no, 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 I've got a meeting and, and I won't be able to, uh, to be there at that time, uh, what you're doing is you are prioritizing the time. That's really what calendars are about. You're 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 making time for these things, and by making time for these things, you're saying these things are priorities for me. Yeah. Uh, and if your wife and your children are priorities, as they should be, uh, then put them there. And, and I don't know if this is the best yeah. way of thinking of it, but it's almost like time is being a currency, and you're yeah. investing your time yeah. in the it's things that you right. see worth investing your time in. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Stewardship, investment, uh, all of these things. Uh, one day you're going to stand before the Lord mm. and you're going to have to give an account for how you use the time that he gave you. Uh, so as as stewards of the time, uh, stewarded well and invested in the things that will ultimately matter. One of my first semesters here at Southeastern, I actually had lunch with uh, Dr. Jim Shaddix and I remember asking him during lunch what advice he could give to uh, to a seminary student to strengthen both the seminary experience, but also to better prepare for ministry. and And he said, "You need to manage your time well." And mm. uh, I remember him recommending uh, that day that I that I download a calendar app and a to do list app, which are two things that he had utilized over the years. and uh, And so I think that there are really good tools out there. Uh, in addition to having wise counsel to help you think through and structure your weeks and your days well mm-hmm. uh, to, so that you know what's there uh, and, and what you need to be doing. Uh, my pastor uh, and former professor, Dr. Dwayne Milioni, uh, has also recommended doing this, downloading calendars and plugging things in. And, uh, you know, he uses the Google Calendar to, to track everything he does. It's almost intimidating because yeah. you op opens it up and you're just like... <laughs> 
yeah i mean there's no reaction yeah. <laughs> it's even appropriate to, to because it's just there's stuff everywhere and there's mm-hmm. no makes no sense but he knows everything he could mm-hmm. point out a, a color and a, a shape and he tells you exactly what it is and so uh, i definitely think these tools can be very useful uh, for pastures um, they take a lot of time to set them up uh, on the front end and that's typically what the hesitancy is that i've seen with a lot of people using them is it's like well it's just more time to have to but you're doing yourself a major favor by setting these things up because you're, uh, you'd rather that work be done at the front end. Yeah. And you, it, it's almost a stewardship in itself, stewarding mm-hmm. your your calendar to steward your time. And so maybe weekly setting a date, you know, for me it's Sunday, going over what the week looks like um, and, and what needs to be changed or altered or, or whatever it is, but just constantly keeping up. Don't let it be big chunks. Like you work on it time passes by that that's when it does become a headache yeah. because you're not putting the time into it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh uh you know talking about dr milioni uh he is even strategic in how he schedules his day uh, so his mornings are spent uh, thinking doing things that require a lot of thought uh, and uh and so those are typically more of his more productive hours uh, his afternoons are spent more doing you know mm-hmm. things that require you know uh, less thinking and and that's a great way to structure your day, and that's a great funnel to kind of put it through in addition to some of your questions. But, uh, but of course, not everybody's like that. I'm not like that, mm-hmm. um, you know, especially, you know, talking with Dr. Shaddix, you know, over our lunch. You know, he mentioned that he would get up at 4 o'clock every day. And, and dude, 4 o'clock doesn't exist to me, <laughs> not the a.m. version. And so you also have to realize that everybody's different. And so there are going to be things that, that are going to be different, and you're going to have to be okay with that. So if yeah. you're talking to a brother and he does something – specific with his calendar or with his schedule or the way he manages his time it's not going to look the same for you mm-hmm. you have to find out what works best for you mm-hmm. what tools and resources work best for you and, and utilize them to the best of your ability yeah i will say though uh you have to guard yourself um all of us have to guard ourselves uh from uh the pitfalls if you yeah. will you know the extremes so you've got uh, one person who uh, they may be uh, type A, you know, when it comes to uh, when it comes to scheduling and 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 so on, they've got every single second of their day scheduled. Uh, they have zero time in their schedule for rest or anything. It's just it's just wall to wall work. Uh, I would say for that person, uh, you need to remember uh, scriptures like, for instance, Psalm one twenty seven. Uh, where it says, uh, you know, that uh, unless the Lord uh, builds the house, uh, the laborers labor in vain uh, uh, who build it. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. Uh, for those who are kind of the wall-to-wall work, you know, workaholic, you know, types, uh, remember that the Lord has has built into the week uh, safety valves, yeah. you know, periods of rest, uh, periods where the Lord himself is giving you sleep and the Lord himself is telling you, go to bed. <laughs> um, and if you push through that and you uh, deny yourself the gift that the Lord has given of, of sleep, uh, you're going to do damage to yourself. Um, you're going to be less productive, studies have shown, uh, and uh, you're going to wind up uh, doing a lot of damage to your body because God created you to need sleep. 
Uh, now, on the other side, there may be some who say, oh, <laughs> believe me, I do not have a problem with that. Uh, you don't have to tell me twice. You know, I am not going to set that schedule because I don't want to fall into that pit. And so I'm going to get as far away from that as possible and not schedule anything. Uh, well, uh, remember also that the scriptures talk about the sluggard. Uh, the person who doesn't plan, the person who is not self-disciplined. Uh, Proverbs 6 uh, talks about the ant and says, Go to the ant, O sluggard, consider her ways and be wise without having any chief officer or ruler. So, so there's nobody telling the ant to do this. This is, this is self-discipline, self-motivation for the ant. She prepares her bread in summer and gathers her food in harvest. Uh, and so he, uh, the, the, um, uh, the writer here, Solomon, asks, How long will you lie there, O sluggard? When will you arise from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come upon you like a robber and want like an armed man. In other words, uh, if you don't listen to the ant uh, and, and learn from her self-discipline, uh, and, and you continue on as a lazy bum, uh, you are going to do a lot of damage to yourself. Poverty, uh, trouble, so on, is going to come suddenly, and you were unprepared for the for the sudden trouble uh, because you weren't disciplined when you needed to be disciplined. Setting a calendar and, and, and all these things, time management are important because you never know when trouble is around the corner. Uh, you prepare yourself. You do the hard work. You do the hard things. It is toil. Yeah. <laughs> it is. You know, it is It is hard work. It is exhausting. Uh, but you will be thankful that you did that hard work in the end. Yeah, that's really good, brother. And, and that segues into my next question right away because my, my next question was going to be, what are some great pitfalls uh, when it comes to practicing good time management? Because we've seen... Mm that it's something that's fairly really important and it's something that's needed. I'm pretty sure if we asked any pastor that, they would say that, but but we constantly find ourselves back here in this conversation because there are some real dangers, some real distractions out there and I think uh, that that you made a good point that it requires discipline. Yeah. I mean, a calendar you know, the council that you have around you, it's only as good as you make it. Mm-hmm. It can mm-hmm. be really, really good, a good uh, strategy for managing your time, or it can be uh, pretty pretty useless. Yeah, you know, it can yeah. just be space yeah. on your iPhone uh, mm-hmm. or uh, space on your fridge, wherever you keep your calendar. Uh, and so, yeah, absolutely. Would you add any other pitfalls? Uh, one other one I would add is uh, that you could be so gripped, if you will, uh, uh, perhaps even enslaved by your calendar and by the clock that you you lose opportunities to care for uh, for the ones around you. You lose the flexibility, you know, that you need uh, if you when you're going through the day. Um, uh, think about it this way: um, uh, there are some who, uh, because of their time, because of their schedules, they've they've really begun to uh, neglect uh, the relationships around them. You know, say their families. Uh, that, that seems to be a a, a prime uh, uh, example there. Um, you you have to be careful. Uh, you have to be careful. The time management does not exist as an end in itself. Yeah. Uh, and when it becomes an end in itself, that's when you've got you've got issues. Okay. You've got to make sure 
that it is it is a uh, necessary means uh, to the ultimate end, yeah. which is that you love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and you love your neighbor as yourself. Um, that's the ultimate thing. I was about to say you can you can easily make time into an idol in and of yes. itself. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to be to provide space mm-hmm. to have conversations. There may be a time where you're with a brother and that brother's struggling, and you have to be able to go past that 30 minute meeting yeah. that you had originally scheduled. Uh, and so you don't want the time to become time management to become like you said an end of itself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. You can obviously, you know, take it with discretion, take it with wisdom. Uh, you can go overboard um, with it, and and certainly with our our hearts and our minds and so on, we could we could take that and use that as an excuse uh, for uh, a wrong use of time. But I'm just talking about the general uh, thing. If, the, if there's something where the Lord is obviously uh, uh, kind of nudging you to say, "Hey, you know what? I, let me take so let me take a little bit more time with this person here. Let me let me uh, take a little bit more time. This this is uh, I, I didn't know when I set out my schedule uh, the things that uh, this one church member was going through. I didn't realize that it was more complicated than say an hour. Uh, we may we may need to uh, spend a little bit more time there. Or or if you have time in your in your schedule, you had sermon prep for. For instance, and you were, you know, getting ready to uh, spend hours and hours in sermon prep, and somebody gets in a car accident, is in the hospital. Uh, table the sermon prep yeah. and go to the hospital. You know, yeah. be Just there for that person. Wisdom. Exactly, exactly, and and be flexible to adjust that time and be flexible to adjust the rest of your schedule so that you can still make time for uh, for the necessities as well. That's really good. I would add just a few, and, and some of this is going to be repeat from what you said, but uh, the first pitfall that I have is seeing that creating a time management strategy is important, but you have to be you have to learn to be adaptable. So mm-hmm. basically, what you were saying, mm-hmm. uh, things are going to change and go against your schedule at times. You know, kids are going to get sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, church emergencies are going to happen. Uh, church events are going to get canceled. These things are going uh, to happen. It's not a matter of, of if, it's a matter of when. And and you have to be able to adapt to them as they occur. However, and this is where the pitfall comes in, there is a difference between adapting uh, to your schedule, adapting your schedule uh, to unexpected changes and choosing to neglect it. Mm-hmm. So to mm-hmm. just use it as an excuse. So the temptation is to allow distractions to cause you to adapt rather than actual emergencies. Right. Uh, and this is something you're going to have to fight. I mean, we've there are plenty of distractions out there. There are plenty of ways to use your time. There's social media. There's video games. There's uh, sports. There's all kinds of ways to spend your time. You have to be able to fight um, allowing these things uh, to make you adjust your schedule, schedule rather than actual uh, emergencies. And one solution uh, is to have... Uh, free spaces of time throughout your week where you can move things when you have to adapt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, like, if you if there's an emergency, if you need to spend time with a brother uh, or sister a little bit longer than you thought, have spaces carved out where you can move whatever you wanted to do uh, or you're planning on doing there and, and spend time ha- and ha- and be present uh, with your people because your first responsibility is to your people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so make, making sure that you're doing that. Uh, again, I do want to throw this in because uh, it seems like a good time to talk about it. Uh, talking about distractions, realizing that there is that that video games and 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 sports. I mean, 
brother, you know, you and I love sports. Our, our days usually begin talking about sports. Sure. Uh, those things aren't bad. Mm-hmm. And I actually encourage students. One of the first questions that I'll ask my advisees when we talk about this subject is, what do you like to do? Uh, and, and I encourage them throughout their week to try to find times where they can do those things, but to always be aware that they have the potential to become more than just you know something you like to do. They can easily become you mm-hmm. uh, and consume mm-hmm. you and consume your time. And so just being aware of that. Uh, another pitfall uh, that I want to add is, is filling your schedule up to the point where there is no free space available. Uh, you know, we talked about this a little bit earlier. Uh, being a good time manager uh, means knowing when to say no, mm-hmm. uh, having that wisdom. I had a mentor, uh, very similar, Professor Locke, to the questions you were asking that you have for yourself. Uh, I had a mentor say that everything he said yes to had to pass through a filter, through three filters. He asked himself, uh, is this a good use of my time and gifts? Mm. In other words, does it align with my personal mission and my goals? Mm-hmm. Uh, that was his first question. His second question was, is is there something else I could do that is a better use of my time and my gifts? Mm. And then the last question he would ask himself is, do I have my family's permission? Mm. Do yeah. they believe that this is a good use of my time That's good. and my gifts? Mm-hmm. And so just making sure that you have some type of, of system in place so that you're not bogging yourself down with with everything and anything you can you can do, mm-hmm. and and that kind of leads right into my final one, and that is uh, what you said: uh, neglecting other important areas of your life in order to make room for ministry opportunities. Yeah, a lot of us are the same. If we get a, if we get an opportunity to preach, our instinct is to say, absolutely, tell me when, tell me where. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we just need to be 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 careful with that. Um, I, th- I think we're, we we grow up and we, we come through seminary thinking that e- every opportunity is a door open for us. Mm-hmm. But that's not always the case. And, and I think that begins with us accepting that we're not always the person that has to do, you know, whatever it is. And so I think that's just an important thing to, to realize. And so uh, when you're making your calendar, make sure you're creating what I call non-negotiable time slots, mm. that you're making intentional time for date nights you're making intentional times for your family to gather together and to spend time together mm-hmm. and, and make sure you're creating moments of rest in your time whether that's you actually making a time slot or not make sure you have moments where you have peace where you have stillness where you have quietness where you can be alone and rest yeah yeah that's good that's good i i really think if if we can remember what what the lord did in creation uh, the Lord, he, he created the heavens and the earth in seven days, or in six days, and on the seventh day, he rested. Um, in the week, the Lord uh, instituted days of work and a day of rest. There's mm. moments where we work. There's moments where we rest. And these aren't at odds with each other. Uh, it, it, I think that we think we have a tendency to think that there's a conflict when there's not a conflict. Yeah. I think we, we think, well, if I'm working, I'm not resting. And so I'm, I'm cutting into my rest time or if I'm resting, I'm not working and I'm cutting into my work time and, and all that. They're not at odds with each other. God created us to work and to rest. So, so here's the thing. If we are, if we are working and, uh, we're, we're doing our job well for the glory of God. Praise the Lord. 
But if in the process our work is beginning to inhibit our ability to rest, then we've got a problem. Yeah. And we need to scale it back. Okay. Uh, because rest is important. Rest, as, as we saw again from Psalm 127, rest is given by God. God gives to his beloved sleep. If we're resting uh, and we're resting for the glory of God and, and, and so on, hey, wonderful. But if in our resting, we begin, it begins to inhibit our ability to work, then we've got a problem. All right. Uh, and we've got to make sure that we maintain a healthy rhythm where we are working uh, uh, so that, if you will, we can enjoy the rest, you know, at, at the end. And we rest so that we can be recharged to work. Yeah. <laughs> they, these things work together. So uh, for you know, our fellow pastors, uh, I want to encourage you, you know, work hard. Uh, but but remember where the cutoff is, you know, and it's not the same for every person, but but for you, you know, remember where that cutoff is, where you need to say, I've done my work, I've done all that I need to do right now, I'm going to set it all aside, and I'm going to enjoy my time of rest. Mm-hmm. And when you rest, you say, all right, this has been good. I've enjoyed the rest. It's wonderful. Uh, now it's time for me to set this aside and get back to work. Uh Learn how to how to maintain a healthy rhythm of work and rest, yeah. uh, and and that is crucial uh, to time management as a pastor. Hmm. Well, thank you, brother. That seems like a great place to end it. Uh, I appreciate you just sharing your wisdom on this topic. It is it is a very important topic, and and brothers, if you're out there and you're struggling with time management, know you're not alone, uh, and there are many different resources available to you to help you. Uh, get get stronger in this area. So thanks again for this discussion. It, it is our is our mission at the Center for Preaching and Pastoral Leadership uh, to equip and encourage pastors. And I hope we've done that today with our conversation. And as always, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. <laughs>